Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Donna likes when this song just plays and plays. <laughs> we could do another minute and a half of this. I was actually singing along to the song. Um, so I just feel like he sounds like he's underwater. <laughs> she say, thinks it sounds like he needs to clear his throat, like he's got a bubble in his throat. He's heartbroken. And it's the anniversary of that heartbreak. What I if he did it. a mashup with Vin Diesel? <laughs> come out of the Please greatest. don't. I can't find anything I'm oh, looking for. Uh, all right, I'm going to put a stop to that right now. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. <laughs> and Steve Patterson. Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Man, I lost my um, Zane Malik story. Really, oh, man, some dark stuff going on there. Uh, Zayn Malik has charges against him right now. And he pleads no contest. Yep. Uh, to both harassing Gigi and Yolanda Hadid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, basically assaulted her, allegedly. Um, he was charged with four counts of harassment for allegedly calling Yolanda some really bad stuff. Um Mm. pushed her into a dresser uh, during an altercation. I guess she came to his house and her daughter wasn't there. Uh, They have a 13-month-old baby. Um, They live in Pennsylvania. Um, And I guess an argument erupted. This This is going back to September 29th. And this is coming from like a citation that was obtained by page six. Um, man, he said some really awful, awful things to her. Uh, apparently, again, grabbed and shoved Yolanda into a dresser, causing, according to her, mental anguish, physical pain. He denied making any physical contact. Um, oh, my goodness gracious. And then he got mad at Gigi Hadid for not taking his side and for taking her mom's side. So he's got some really bad stuff going on right now. Yeah, jeez, Louise, man. Yeah, the more you read on that, TMZ's got a full write up on it, and it is uh, not good. Not good. Yeah, he has been fined, least. ordered to ninety days of probation for each count. That's a total of three hundred and sixty days. He has to also complete an anger management class and a domestic violence supervision program. Can't have any contact with Yolanda, uh, Yolanda or a security guard who was also. Uh, there at the time 
But, um, yeah, now it's really dramatic. His sister is posting things about uh, being supportive for him and saying that uh, basically karma is a B. So they've got karma coming to them. It's just so sad because there's a baby involved. Yeah. You know, and that's going to have to all be worked out. (sighs) Can I now offer the wrong takeaway? That's a very serious story. Really serious allegations that the the legal process will have to play out there. Yep. Yep. Um, But yeah, certainly some some bad headlines today around Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid. They lived in Pennsylvania. That's I know. That's what I thought too. <laughs> that's bizarre. They have a ha- they have a house in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I thought they were you know Hollywood people, that's Los Angeles, Beverly well. Hills, whatever. Yeah. I wonder if uh, some celebrities, even when they're mega stars, am I crazy to think that Zayn Malik could, if you pick the right town, go unnoticed and sort of live a quiet life? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because you're not going to find paparazzi in, like, your neck of the woods. Right? Yeah, you're right, Donna. Thanks, Steve. You know, the paparazzi isn't even as bad in New York as it seems to be in L.A. Yeah. It just... L.A., they camp. It feels like you would be able to avoid them most of the time in L.A., too. Because they camp at certain restaurants. Yes. And I just, you feel like if you're going to the Ivy, you're going to the Ivy to be seen. seen. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, sometimes you'll see people in Central Park when you're going to the New York side of things. Um, But not not as often as you see. And and a lot of times these stars notify the paparazzi. Sure. Yeah, the the agent or the publicist. publicist, Exactly. Well, look, I know about Central Park because that's where... I famously, when I was 12, ran into Larry from Perfect Strangers, <laughs> the straight-laced, long-lost cousin of really? Balky Bartokamas. Thank you for that. Who, the guy who plays Balky. Yeah. He's great. He's great. And was doing like a house flipping show or something like that. It was very fun. Larry from Perfect Larry <laughs> from Perfect Strangers was in a show at the Children's Theater here at one point. It's funny, we claim Prince all the time. We never claim Larry from Perfect Strangers. (laughs) Rocco, what's your beef with Perfect Strangers? That's a Um, fun comedy. What was the show? What was the Jennifer Aniston's boyfriend with the nice abs that was on that HBO show? Area. No, where they half the people disappear. Oh, Justin Thoreau? The Leftovers. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an entire show. From the leftovers, like season two, dedicated to perfect strangers. No, and Larry showed up in it. No, no, that's it's, so great. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. And the other guy is uh, Bronson Pinchot. Pinchot. Yeah, yes, yeah. amazing. Oh man, yeah. that was great. That was on the same trip where I ran into David Letterman, SWV. They oh. were shooting a music video. Maya Bleep and Angelo. Ever heard of her? All on the same. The St. Chris Weber, Hall of Fame NBA star. What were you doing there? My dad was working there. So I went to visit for a couple weeks with my mom. Sue me. You can't have a relationship with your parents anymore? SWV. This is the jam this is of SWV. Time. Never heard of him. Oh, this joint is something. What's the name of this song?
It's called Right Here, but they basically sample Michael Jackson. Human Michael. nature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take it out of the podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, thanks, sorry, guys. I, every time you do that, I have to write Wait, it down here. Here they come. Hey, right. can you imagine dancing with a guy? Or how about driving in the summer? Sure, that I could imagine. Oh. Or hanging at a park with a bunch of friends. What's um, the name of this song again, Rocco? I need to right download here. it. Right here. Here comes the... Oh, let's see. I'll skip to the chorus. Oh, Donna. We should cruise together with this song. You are driving me crazy right now. Where'd you, where'd you run into SWV? They were just on the streets of New York City. They were shooting a music video, and I was like, oh, my gosh. This is SWV. And I thought, really? Is this happening on the same trip? Where I've run into David Letterman, Maya Angelou, Larry from Perfect Strangers. Oh, that sounds like a good trip. It was a great trip. Oh, it was so fun. This I would have been the year 1995. Where was Maya Angelou? New York. I mean, where? A restaurant, a park, a bench? She was outside somewhere. Are you okay. sure it wasn't one of those Times Square people dressed as Maya Angelou? <laughs> Next to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, Statue of Liberty, <laughs> Elmo, and the fake Maya Angelou. I met them all side by side. And the naked cowboy. Yeah. And it was weird because David Letterman had like a painted black strip in between his two front teeth. Oh, really? But it must have been him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Morgan Wallen uh, picked up two American Music Award nominations, but he is not allowed to attend the show because you know why. There you go. You know, I'm he sure he'll win. I'm sure, he'll, and I'm sure he'll be allowed back at some point. I guess I'm kind of okay. It feels like he's serving a timeout. Here's what they said, and then I know we got to go. Uh, as Morgan's conduct does not align with our core values, we will not be including him on our show. We will evaluate his progress in doing meaningful work as an ally to the black community, and we'll consider his participation in future shows. There you go. That's why he'll okay. be absent. Uh, when we come back, Stevie Boy is going. I don't know if you would call it a concert. I'm going to a show tonight. It's at the XL Energy Center. Ever heard of it? Okay. I'm going tonight. I'm out and about, a man about town. I'll tell you about it next. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We are joined by the one and only DJ Rock Lobster. Is it Clomp Clomp? God, I, I hate to interrupt Adele with my signature no, 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 no. sound, no, no, but when done. it's called for, I got to hit that button. That's right. That's actually buddy. what critics have said about that song. They like it. I think largely they like it. They said it lacked clumps. Clump, <laughs> <laughs> clump. I can't wait to hear about what Steve's doing tonight, because at one point I did have tickets to this myself. Oh, it- don't tell me. Oh, yeah. Is this some kind of self-help man brotherhood thing? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I yeah. It. So, yeah. You can stretch it. No, no, Madonna. No, in, in, a, in a roundabout Christian way. men's no, club. No, no. Who come no. together to talk about how they can be better husbands. Everybody else wives. hearing me getting faith shamed right now. <laughs> no, Unbelievable this day and age. It's just predictable. No, it's not promise keepers. That's it. <laughs> Although it'd be nice if more men just, you know, kept their prom. I'm just saying. I know. Anyway. Okay. Is it a concert? No. I would describe it more as a show, an experience or a show. Magic. It's not. Magic. (laughs) Don't say it like that, Donna. It's not magic. I did have a magician who just reached out on LinkedIn and wanted to link up with me. On our, our show? Just reaching out. Professional connections, baby. The answer is no. All right. <laughs> uh, we are going to... A comedian. 
Just let him get to no, it. No, I want to say more things. You what get if it was one more guess. Okay. Sword swallower. Okay. <laughs> we maybe they will, Rocco. We're going to the dude perfect experience tonight. What? Dude Perfect <laughs> is a YouTube group of five dudes who went viral more than a decade ago by doing a trick shot when they all went to college together. They did one of the first trick shots that went viral. They were on GMA a week later. It all went crazy. Basketball? Yeah. Don't okay. make the motion, please. Look. I know. It's offensive you know, what you're doing. It's offensive to the basketball I community. Really no, no, they've reached out and said that they don't I like how you make hoops. them feel. Donna once said, I'm going to go shoot hoops at the park after the show. <laughs> and we all wanted to just... <laughs> she acted like it was normal. I don't It wasn't understand. normal at all. Why can't someone just go throw a ball in a basket somewhere? And then I asked our boss, because I was really getting ridiculed. I go, why is it weird? Because I'm old? And no. her response was, yes! Oh, well, thank you. I think that feels good. They shot a hoop once, made a basket. They have since gone on Dude Perfect to become. If you have kids that are up until the age of about 14 or 15, they know who Dude Perfect is. They've got 50 or 60 million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. Crazy successful. And they have since gone on to have their own television show, of course, their own YouTube show. And then a couple of years ago, they started a tour where they just took their um, their Dude Perfect show on the road, and we had tickets for last year, 2020, but of course it got canceled, and the reschedule is for tonight. Okay. And these guys are fun, they're goofy, they're family-friendly, okay. it's just an over-the-top sort of extravaganza show that is a family-friendly crowd pleaser, but they do some crazy things, they're funny guys, they're, they're talented. They're sporty. They've also, there was a documentary about Dude Perfect uh, about oh. a year ago, and they really shifted because after a while they thought, all right, other people are doing trick shots too. How do we set ourselves apart? So then now they have this huge studio warehouse space down in uh, Dallas, Texas. Okay. And they shoot stuff there. They have a show that they come out with called Overtime, where all five of them are at a desk and they do things like bring out a product. And then that that game is called Cool or Not Cool. And then you show everybody, here's the product that I found online. Here's all the merits of it. Here's what I love about it. And then they vote Cool or Not Cool. They've got Wheel Unfortunate, where if you lose a game, you have to go spin the Wheel Unfortunate. Whatever it lands on, you got to do, like shave your eyebrows. Oh, my gosh. Or take a flight to Cincinnati and back in the same day with no phone or something like that, you know, for no reason. Oh, it's really fun. They're very fun. Um, We should have had them on. They, I don't think we would have gotten them. They're sort of at the point where they, they, they don't, don't need, need no. promotion or, okay. But they're super successful. Rocco, you were going to go, which means you're familiar. What happened? Yeah, well, I think, okay, so we had, just like you, we bought tickets in 2020. Mm-hmm. My kid was super into it. Um, COVID happened. Then it got rescheduled. Then we were kind of, you know, we haven't let our kid do a lot of indoor. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For things. But at the, by the time it got came around, he's not as into it anymore. Oh, oh. I see. He used to I watch see. all their videos all the time. He was so into them. We yeah. even talked about maybe going down to like Fort Worth or wherever they're at. Yeah. Houston, I think. I can't remember. One of those Texas. I think it's around Dallas. And checking them out. But yeah, so I'm excited to hear what they do. Oh, yeah, cool. my, my, my sister actually took my son and her three boys a couple years ago to Chicago, which was the closest place that they were coming to. Did a surprise trip. They got to Chicago, and she was like, guess what we're going to do? We're going to see Dude Perfect. Oh, and they go cute. crazy. So tonight it's going to be my brother-in-law and I, um, and then the three nephews, and then three of my four kids. We'll leave Deb at home, uh, but the girls are going to come, and Gray's going to go. So Nice. Stacy from Blaine is going to be there. Oh, what up, Stacy? She said uh, they've been waiting for so long. Yeah, and I heard um, uh, Paula Ferris, who used to be an ABC News correspondent who uh, sort of does her own stuff online now, she gave a review on it um, recently on Instagram and just said, this show is so much fun. It's just jam-packed fun. And so, um, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. We don't have the best seats in the world. Sue us. That's okay. We the first right, time it went on fun. sale, I jumped on it like at the pre-sale, and I was like, oh, super excited. But yeah, it's weird. I don't know about your kids, but they do they get into something, and then six months later, they just don't care about it at all anymore. Yeah, oh, for sure. I will say this this uh, love has really maintained. It's been a constant source of entertainment for us. The stereotypes videos that they do are very right. funny. They did a very funny COVID stereotypes right at the beginning of it, how we were all like, what do we do? The grocery bag sprayer downers where you were leaving it on the <laughs> yeah. doorstep for 48 yep. hours and all that. So I'll give you a review on right. uh, on Monday, but I'm, does this count as a concert? No. No, no it's a show. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. You want to play a game or what? College of Pop Culture Knowledge is the name of it. 651-641-1071. You call that number right now and you can play. Team up with Donna or with me. And if you team up with the right person, you'll win a prize. 651-641-1071. This is the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. Yeah, should we be playing like Halloween we songs? We did the bash. It's too late. We did the monster mash. We'll do it, we'll do it third hour. Third okay, hour, we'll do good. our favorite oh, by Halloween the way, songs. Hour three at 11 o'clock, uh, Petri Hawkins Bird. You know him as Bird from Judge Judy, the courtroom bailiff for all 25 seasons of Judge Judy. Uh, he's going to be joining us because a couple weeks ago we were just saying, somebody get Bird on the line. And now we got Bird on the line. So at 11 o'clock, we will hear from him. He is uh, not a part of Judy Justice, the new show. We'll, so we'll talk a little bit about his time on Judge Judy. What's it like having what I would argue could be maybe the best gig in TV? Oh, my gosh, right? A TV bailiff for 25 consecutive seasons on a very successful show. So we'll have some fun chat with yeah. him in a little bit. He also does a bunch of other things, no too. Kidding. So we'll discuss all of that coming up at 11 o'clock. But in the meantime, let's do this. It's time to go to college. college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. 
Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. That's right. I do want to see how smart you are. It's Halloween weekend. You guys, uh, you guys get into the classics? Dracula? Werewolf? You know, Frankenstein? No, not really. Well, today you are. Oh, no. And again, uh, in case uh, for the haters out there, uh, we're going to be celebrating Frankenstein's monster today. Frankenstein was the doctor, of course. Mm -hmm. Dr. Frankenstein's monster is the one with the electrodes and the green. Yeah, we just call him Frankenstein. Frankie. So, for the purposes of this contest, I'm going to be quizzing you. On Frankenstein's monster in the cinema. Well, you got a oh, no. stiff neck, Frank. How and um, here to play along uh, is Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Oh my gosh, so well. Welcome to the Don and Steve experience. Having heard what Rocco just said regarding our topic, do you have a gut feeling as to who you want to team up with? Who you think is going to do better on this Halloween pop culture quiz? Steve, you're not going to agree with me. I got to go with my heart today. I love you. But then if you love me, then Donna, go with your heart. Who that's called libelous this morning. <laughs> I know. I heard that. She was I got to I gotta go with Donna. Donna, we're going to do this. All right. Let's do it, Lindsay. I'm sorry. What did she say you were called this morning? Libelous. Oh, was this Ethan on the morning show? said she was libelous, and they were all just shocked at Donna's behavior because she's the good one. That's true. She normally... <laughs> I'm the one who picks more fights and ruffles more feathers, I think, with people. Because, you know, my <laughs> frenetic, unpredictable, sometimes intolerable energy. Goodbye, Steve. All right, bye, All right, Steve. Bye, no. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm scared. I'm really scared. Yo, Frankenstein, don't worry. He was fictional. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rick. No problem. Um, okay, so these are three questions. These all involve uh, Frankenstein, or to be more accurate, Frankenstein's monster okay. in the cinema. Oh, no, I'm so scared. Um, from oh. 2012 to 2018, Kevin James played Frankenstein in an animated film franchise. Oh. Can you name it? Nope. What classic comedy duo met Frankenstein in their 1948 movie, Blank and Blank, Meet Frankenstein? Abbott and Costello. In what 1974 comedy did Peter Boyle play the monster? Uh, That is, um, oh God, it's so funny. Young Frankenstein. Okay, Kevin James, animated franchise. Uh, Animated. Uh, Let's see, what animated franchise had a Frankenstein in it? Franchise. Uh, maybe Lindsay has kids. Maybe Lindsay will know it. Lindsay! Oh, gosh. The one I really, really knew was Young Frankenstein, because I've seen it a hundred times. So funny. And so is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I might have to watch that it is again. Like, laugh out loud hysterically funny. I'm going to see if that's streaming anywhere. No thoughts on, uh, can you think of any sort of uh, animated uh, thing from I'm the- trying. I haven't watch cartoons for so long because I'm old. Me too. Uh, That's okay. We'll take the hit. You'll take... All right. I, I think you're, and you're feeling good about the other two, Abbott and... Oh, that's absolutely Peter yeah, Listen, here's what's, what's, what's going to happen. Steve's going to get the first one. He's not going to have any... he's got kids. And he won't know the second two. So, we're in good shape. Alrighty. Okay. Oh, hi, Steve. Here How's it comes. going, buddy? Boo? Good. Okay, good then. Bye-bye. How did it go? <laughs> 
So-so. Rocco, how'd they do? I think... Um, Don't say anything, Rocco. Don't give nothing. him any information. I got nothing. I, you need to guess Lindsay's age. I mean, I'd have Yeah, Lindsay, age. could you just introduce yourself one more time? Say hello. My name is Lindsay. My name is Lindsay. <laughs> wow, you sound bummed out. Um, well, Lindsay, I tell you this. You're south of 50 because this is a this is a fact that there are no human beings over the age of 50 named Lindsay. It's more of a recent name with that. I'm going to go you are but you're but you're close, my dear. You're 46 years young. Oh, Steve, I'm 42. Ooh, dang it. Oh, you overshot for the I first do not time. win the prize. Oh, wow. dang. 79. 79. Wow. I went to school with some Lindsays. Did you? I was the only Lindsay in my class. Yeah, I bet it was a fresh name back then, man. And it still sounds good. It really holds up. And there's some male Lindsays in this world. That's right. There Lindsay are. Buckingham. Yeah. Yes. I used to work with a Lindsay at a different radio station. Oh, sure. He's a good dude. Goodbye. Yeah. Bob, I'm going to put Lindsay down on hold now. Uh, Stevie, we are celebrating yeah. Frankenstein, Uh-oh. a.k.a. Frankenstein's monster. Thank you. Um, we'll start with this one. From 2012 to 2018, Kevin James played Frankenstein in an animated film franchise. Can you name it? Uh, yeah, pass. What classic comedy duo met Frankenstein in their 1948 movie Blank and Blank Meet Frankenstein? Uh, say it again. What classic comedy duo met Frankenstein in their 1948 movie? Oh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. And in what 1974 comedy did Peter Boyle play the monster? Young Frankenstein. Wait a second. Um, that first one is the Adam Sandler movie. It's called... The Adam Sandler movie. I'm going in for half credit. Oh, I think Lindsay might get a t-shirt here. Oh. I th- everybody thought you'd get that one, Steve. Uh, Hotel, Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania. No. No, man. The second one, Donna got. It was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh. It's hilarious. You should watch it with your kids. Really? It's so funny. And like the funniest. You both got Peter Boyle in Young Frankenstein. Oh, Very man. funny. Two points for Donna, just one for Stevie Boy. Yeah! Lindsay gets a t shirt. Way to go, Lindsay. Whoop, whoop. You chose wisely. Hey, Lindsay, uh, <laughs> do you want to just play the tiebreaker for fun? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Say your name when you know the answer to whatever Rocco's All about right. to throw our way. I have a couple. I, uh, here we go. We'll try this one. Okay. What um, Frankenstein-related uh, thing is this the theme for? The monsters. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh, darn. <laughs> it's so good. I used to use this as um, music just to talk over when I worked in radio, like music radio. Sure, yeah. When uh, I, I would take phone calls with the music. <laughs> it was fun. How about- I used to slick my hair back, and so my mom would tell me I looked like Eddie Munster. Ha! You are Eddie Munster. Oh my God. What if I said, Eddie. can you name the title of this song by the Edgar Winter Group? Wolf. Wolf. Wolf no. in Paris? Midnight in Paris? No. Mm. Wolf in Love. I'm glad I didn't go with this one then. It's just called Frankenstein. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. Neat. There you go. Thanks. Right. Lindsay, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye, Linz. She's my girl. She, my girl. Yeah, you guys are buddies. 
Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> um, I have some stats on how long all of your Halloween candy will stay good. Okay. Great. So like gum. Gum is good for six to nine months. Okay. Hmm. Also, gum is good forever, everyone. Not really. For then sure. it gets stale. Just chew it a little bit. Jellied candies. Hmm. They last about a year unopened. So if you open a bag of Twizzlers, you're not going to get a year out of it. But if it's sitting there unopened, you're still good. That would be the same with jelly beans. Yes. What are other jelly candies? Chuckles. Hmm. Love chuckles. You want chuckle now. I do too. What do you like better, a Twizzler or a pull and peel? Um, Maybe a pull and peel. Because the pull and peel, you can pull and peel it. Or you can just eat it, and it's really satisfying to just eat that thick braided rope. How about that thick um, Australian? Wallabies. Yes. I do like that. Do you remember the super rope? I think only sold at skating rinks. I think so. I think you got some at the Minnesota State Fair this year. Rope. I did. They had some licorice rope. That's right. Thank you. Do you remember the State Fair? Yeah, sure do. Happened like a week ago. Caramel. Caramel. <laughs> Caramel. Uh-oh, do I need to get the dude? <laughs> Yanni. Yeah, get, get Yanni, <laughs> and I want to know. Every time I go to thesaurus.com, it defaults to this. Clammy. <laughs> uh, let me see what I and then we want Anyway, that's six to nine months. Uh, if packaged properly after that, it'll get hard. Right. Candy corn is... Oh. Caramel. Caramel. That was kind of different than both of you. Caramel. That's Caramel. A- yeah, that guy doesn't know. Give me marshmallow. Okay, that one is a good a one. Baby. Too. Here we go. Uh, Barry on, White, sexy, sexy thesaurus guy. Marshmallow. This is pretty marshmallow. good. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. It's so <laughs> weird how it goes to different voices. Like, I know. What? They're like, nope, mar- marshmallow can't be that one guy. It's got to yeah. be marshmallow. It's got to be that guy. And you're imagine you're on a date with this guy, and then you're like, so what do you what like kind of sweet treats do you like? Uh, I got now. I got to play it. Marshmallow. And you'd be like, okay, I like marshmallow. That candy marshmallow corn. is in your pocket all day. Now it's clammy. Yeah. <laughs> candy corn, clammy. nine months. Then it gets hard and stale. Oh, it's crappy from the day you eat it, from all the day right. you open it. Not that when and a little you mix wax it with pumpkins. peanuts. Mix it with peanuts in a bowl. No. It's so good. It tastes like That's a peanut roll. That's what everybody says. The... It's so good. Okay, here's um, Google. Caramel. I am doing it's kind of the same. What about caramel. Caramel. I, I do say caramel. I you was like just the goatsies caramels. That's the uh, individually wrapped, and it's uh, the caramel, and then the the Cow. cream filling in the in the middle. Not a sure. cow's tail. That's a different thing. Okay. Yes, I do. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. I think the company's name is Goatsy. G O E T Z E. The Goatsy Empire. Empire. Yes, Queen. Chocolate, eight to ten months if you store it in a cool, dark, dry place. Dark chocolate can last longer, closer to two years. I am giving tips. Do they think we have wine cellars? What is it with people telling us to store stuff in a cool, dark, dry place? Where in the hell? Like a Tupperware thing. Airtight. Stick it in a closet. Oh, come off it. I'm going to go. No one's doing this. I don't need this abuse. Uh, Uh, We're talking to the bird.
Petrie yeah, Hawkins Burr from Judge Judy. I'm a little nervous. That's okay. He's really he's really famous. He might put you under citizen's arrest too. I'm I'd gonna tell him about some that. of your nineties stuff. <laughs> some of the paraphernalia that's probably lying around your Bloomington estate. Oh, no, that's more like 80s. All right, we'll have fun with him. That's at 11 o'clock. When we come back, Will Farrell uh, is doing a big old interview ahead of his, uh, that, that, the psychiatrist next door. Oh, the yeah, we gotta watch that. The door. shrink next door. I wanna see that. Uh, but he's got an in- interview that has two people talking for a lot of reasons. One has to do with the amount of money that he walked away from to do Elf 2 and the reason why. But also something about Will Ferrell that I think, Donna, you're going to love. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve. Hey, we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. DJ Rock Lobster joins us as well. You know, one of my favorite comedic actors of all time is Will Ferrell. I know. Now, Full disclosure, and I understand we've been dropping them like they're hot all day. Oh, These name here drops. We go. Another story about how uh, Steve talked to someone famous. I'm just saying why I loved reading this article in the Hollywood Reporter that was so great all about Will Ferrell is because when people have said who is the nicest person you've ever interviewed, Will Ferrell. Oh, that's sweet. It's just at the very top of that list every time because he is so kind and genuine and just makes you feel important, not Scientology-ish. You might, must never have interviewed Keith Urban. (laughs) Although, I will say, (laughs) when I stroked Michael Jackson's hair, he was pretty cool about it. Oh, really? No, I don't think he was, actually. He couldn't feel it. Because his hair felt very, you know, straw-ish. You know, I'm inter- I engineered an interview with the Dalai Lama. And, um, you know, he is the reincarnation of Buddha. So Wow. I got that going Did for you me. really? Yeah. Eleanor Mondale and I and, Walt- and oh, Walter Mondale were flown to Madison to a private retreat to interview the Dalai Lama. Well, when I talked to Dolly Parton... (laughs) Oh, from the Dalai Lama to Dolly Parton? Wow. Listen, Michael Jackson couldn't feel me stroking his hair because didn't he have nerve damage when he had that pet accident? Oh, probably. Oh, wow. I'm going to stop there. Yeah. This can go now, on Tom Cruise was nice. Oh. Of course he was nice. <laughs> but go. look, I get it. It was a run-of-the-mill interview when I went to Austria and Spain with Tom Cruise. Ooh. Would you sit in a hotel room with him with a poster behind you? Yeah, well, I didn't <laughs> because I had just been in a car with Cameron Diaz as she did okay. an e-brake stop. And then I got out into a BMW Z8 and chased Tom Cruise around Sevilla, Spain <laughs> with a stunt driver. What were you saying about the Dalai Lama? (laughs) Getting back to Will Ferrell. Well, he went Dalai Lama, so I went to other spiritual leaders. I went to Dolly Parton. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) A wonderful write-up about about Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, in this uh, article on The Hollywood Reporter, said that he walked away from Elf 2 when they were offering to pay him $29 million. Whoa. Guys. $29 $29 million is a lot of mm. money, no matter what star you are. And that was back in the day, too. I mean, that sounds like upfront money. We'll mm. give you this. That wasn't even back-end points where actors can make a lot of money based on a percentage of the box office. 
but really, really in an outstanding amount of money to walk away from. But he said the reason he had to do that was he needed to promote the movie honestly. And he just felt like there's no way that I'm going to be able to do that. Like, I won't be able to go out there and say, yeah, well, the movie wasn't any good. You know, I just couldn't turn down that much money. And he said, I thought, can I actually say those words? I don't think I can. So I guess I can't do the movie. And then he decided Um, not to do the movie. When he was in Elf, he said there were times when he was in those yellow tights in New York City shooting it. And of course, now it's this holiday tradition for so many hmm. families. But he said he was just thinking, is this the end of it for me? Like, is this how the career ends? I'm prancing around as a six foot three. (laughs) Oh, that's how it started in New York City. For the most part. And then, sure enough, everybody ended up loving it. I, I think it was the Washington Post who had written up about him saying this would be the last Will Ferrell-starred vehicle out there. Like, this is the end of his career. And then, sure enough, it goes on to become this huge hit. Then Anchorman does well. Talladega Nights does well. And the list goes on and on. Well, two things. The reason why I think you might like him more, Donna, he doesn't carry a cell phone with him on set. Love him. He apparently and he has integrity. was one of the last people to actually get a cell phone of his group of people, but he he just doesn't bring it out on set. So Paul Rudd was talking about that, who is in the shrink next door with him, and said, I just realized he never brought his phone out. He said, because usually what happens in Hollywood is you shoot a scene, they call cut, and every actor goes to their phone and just picks up their phone. Right. And he said, just like like normal people. Just like we do. And he said, that doesn't happen at all with Will. And so I realized he wasn't bringing his phone on set. So I didn't either. And he said, instead, we just talked and we talked we would run lines, talk to each other about a variety of topics. That's awesome. So interesting in that way. Will Ferrell also in the Hollywood Reporter article talks about for the first time his decision to split with Adam McKay, his longtime producing partner. They had Gary Sanchez Productions. They had been behind a lot of their the, the comedy movies that you know Will Ferrell from, but also... What's the one that we like? The the the, uh, the murder dramedy uh, on Netflix. The, only murders in the building. No, remember the one Christina Applegate. Oh yeah, that's a good show. Dead like me. Dead to Who me. There you go. We worked it out, guys. We, we worked did. it out. Um, but he and Adam McKay produced that. They've produced uh, Succession. I mean, they've produced a lot of things together. And the reason why they split was actually kind of interesting, and I kind of dug this too. And this is the first time he's talked about splitting with McKay. It came down to the fact that Adam McKay had an idea for an empire. We can do this, and then we can do this, and then we can do this. And Will Ferrell said, you know, I just thought that sounds like a whole lot of stuff to manage. And I don't know if I really want to manage all that. And he said at the end of the day, it just came down to the fact that we both have very different amounts of bandwidth. Adam McKay feels hungry for new projects. I can do this. Let's try that, too. And Will Ferrell feels like... He's on the casino tour. Let's just do the things we want to do. He's on the casino tour. I get that. It's like you. That's that's very admirable, is what I want to say. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Steve. He said even like 10 years ago, he would drive around with his wife and say... You know, if this all goes away, maybe we could have like a dog grooming thing. <laughs> like he's Actually, like all of yes. us. Like what happens if our career goes exactly belly up? Gonna go to work at Macy's and get the discount. Thank you. Hey, all when right. we come back, Petri Hawkins Bird from Judge Judy for twenty five seasons joins us next.